Welcome to C3 Church, Queen's Beach. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoyed this message today. Here we go. Well, nice to be here with you this afternoon. It's, it's, it is different saying this afternoon, <laughs> isn't it? It's, uh, I, I am I'm excited and I want to reiterate what Pastor Nicole was saying about God stirring his people to prayer. And there is yeah. no stronger position that we can be is, is on our knees yeah. in that that humble before him. Uh, God, it's through you. It's for you, <coughs> Lord. And, and we simply come before you. And, and so so can we adopt that posture again tonight and allow God to, to speak to us in that regard? And so the, the message this evening is called Prayer Is. And we're going to get there shortly. And so for some who... <coughs> Uh, tread between HH and QB. This may be the second time. Uh, this was a few weeks ago I, I shared this. and But obviously if you're here, you weren't listening correctly the first time. And so God in his providence has... No, I love it. And, and uh, I was talking with Cherie earlier. It's just so beautiful how, how God just graciously through through spirit just can awaken truth in his word to us whether you've read the same verse 10,000 times there is something of God to be seen in that in that space so so hey happy birthday to Nicole for yesterday yesterday happy 37 Um, happy birthday and so we we celebrate the amazing gift that you are and just as I was I was praying for you too for Steve and Nicole I I just thought, as I was on the car on the way here, praying for you all and, and for you too, I just, it was like liquid gold. Uh, I just felt like liquid gold and, and I saw it like pulled, like cupped in your hands. And the, the, the sense is that the key is in the anointing. The key is in the, or the keys. The keys are in the anointing. And I just, over and over again, I felt like I was saying the keys are in the anointing. The keys are in the anointing. And there is, there is fresh anointing that, that flows. As we live in the overflow of the, the anointing of Christ. And so, so as you position yourselves afresh, that the keys are in the anointing. In the anointing. And, and that liquid gold to receive and share. And it was like radical generosity that none of it was to keep. It was just to, to, to flow. And we all will be blessed as God continues His great work in, in you both. Let me open with a, with a prayer here from a, a great book. I've got multiple. I, I can't just read one book. Uh, that I, I've probably got about eight on the go. And so how to hear God from <coughs> Pete Gregg. I'm a big Pete Gregg fan. He's the... Uh, uh, the, the founder of the 24-7 Prayer Initiative in the UK, uh, which is now all over, all over the world. And, and so here's a, a prayer from, from the book. It says, Lord, I'm here before you now wholeheartedly. Speak as I seek your face. Give me ears to hear what you are saying and a greater willingness <coughs> to wait. However, much of me is here before you now half-heartedly, Fuel the fire of my desire. Do whatever it takes to renew in me an all-consuming passion for your name. Lord Jesus, open my eyes to perceive you. Holy Spirit, soften my heart to receive you. Father God, grant me faith to believe that when I pray in this way, you hear and you draw near with words 
of infinite love. Amen. Amen. So every January for the last, I think it's 13 years, we have taken our family down south and had a holiday in the same location in in Busso and it's become this beautiful family tradition and so we do different day trips and all the kids have different interests and so they all get to win one day and be gracious the next and so on one particular day we had this little gap and so we were just walking down the streets of Margaret River and uh, so the the girls ended up going in one direction and Levi and I, so Levi's nearly 13, he's our youngest if, you, if I don't know you, so hi by the way if we're meeting for the first time. Uh, and Levi and I walk off another way, we go into the sports shop and we're looking around, throwing balls at each other and, and then we end up, we, we go out into the lolly shop and so if you can picture the streets of Margaret River and there's a, a good old sweet shop there and you walk in and it's special. Yeah. There's lollies everywhere, like it's dangerous, right? Uh, it's different walking into a fruit shop, it should feel just as exciting. Uh, but the, the lolly shop in there, there's colours and yeah. smells and and it's it's interesting and, and just and you, you're thinking you can see all the flavours marked and talked about it and I saw something I haven't seen for so long, the double salted licorice. Is anyone yeah, it's uh, who's never had double salted licorice? Okay, never, never. So yeah, lots lots of people have it. It's not not very common. Uh, I remember my dad giving it to me as a joke when I was young, and it's like, it's kind of like when you breathe, when you're swimming in the ocean and you breathe it in um, when you're underwater, and you get that like a salty and it, it's uh, like it's it's quite an experience. So I recommend try. I should have. I still got some at home. I should have bought it. I could have just uh, given you a beautiful moment. Uh, and so I, I want to make the connection here today. And so, so bear with me that prayer is a bit like a lolly shop. And God is a bit like lollies. Now, don't stone me. Uh, this analogy falls way short. Okay. I am aware of its significant limitations. Okay. So I'm not shrinking God just into that. But there's something that we can see in this yeah. analogy that I think can be can be helpful and and so so God like a lolly uh, like exquisite taste if he was gonna be a lolly it's like exquisite taste but zero sugar <laughs> zero it's like as good as kale but tastes like a lolly uh, something like that and 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 so like God is the ultimate life-giving lolly and again he's so much more and so please and it's a Lord I'm not trying to um, but we're, we're told to taste and see that the Lord is good and forget not his, his benefits. And, and so I just I want us to see how this works together here, okay? So, so the lolly shop, if you go into a lolly shop, the lolly shop isn't the end in itself. It's a means to an end to get lollies. You don't go into a lolly shop just to like hang out. Uh, well, you can, but you're missing out on what ultimately you're in there for. And likewise, prayer isn't an end in itself. It's a doorway. A doorway to the God of creation, to communing, to communicating with Him. And perhaps our prayer life, we can get comfortable in certain aspects of prayer. And maybe we've learned a certain way. I grew up in a Pentecostal tradition, so all I knew was how to pray like a Pentecostal. And when I heard more liturgical prayer, I, in my ignorance, I scoffed. 
and was like, why would you need a prayer written down? That shouldn't just flow from, from uh, that's how real Christians, but like, and, and God had to break this pride. And ultimately it's like in the lolly shop. It's like if you're, if you're used to one set of lollies, you walk in the lolly shop, you ignore all the others. Yeah. The double soft delirious scoff at that and all the other, and you just go to the part, the lolly shop, and you and you take, yep, that's what I know. I get that, and, and I'm off. And but we've missed this. And so part of what I want to do today is I want us to see something again of the, the breadth and the magnificence of prayer. Because again, we're talking about connecting with our extraordinary God. And and so what, what we're gonna do is we're gonna go through a walkthrough of the book of Luke. And so I I, I did a little study through the book of Luke and looked at every time Jesus prayed or talked about prayer. And so there are 33 times where Jesus prayed or taught on prayer. And we're going to see how many we get through. Okay, We're going we're to see. It's all right. This isn't a 200-minute message. Uh, and just a little tip as well with the Marriage Grit episodes. Uh, and so well, they come, I think next week we launch again for this year. And they're even shorter. We've just got little minis this year, 10-minute minis. Um, but you can actually make it quicker if you listen at 1.5 speed. Uh, then it's just, Don't do double speed. It doesn't work. Uh, it doesn't work. Okay, so, so we, we're journeying through the book of Luke together. Looking at these, these 33 insights where, in a sense, Jesus walks into the lolly shop. And then he describes the flavor of all of these different lollies in the, in the lolly shop. He shows us the wonder of prayer. And so just in Luke, and obviously the, the Bible shows us so much more and the life of Christ shows us so much more. But even just in the book of Luke, we can see that prayer is a doorway to edification and encouragement, to deliverance, to praise, healing, supernatural freedom, a deep relationship with the Father, empowering of the Spirit, the prophetic thanksgiving, guidance and wisdom, supernatural provision, discipleship, and strength to live your call. And Jesus demonstrates this in his life. And so so it's a different kind of message today. And so I just, I want us to to open up and I want you to hear the Spirit of God more than having to remember specifics. It's like when you when you read a verse of the Bible, you can dig deep and, and understand it in a certain way. But if you read an entire book at once, say you just read the whole book of Philippians in one sitting, then, then there's an entirely different flow and theme that you pick up. And so this is this is kind of like a it's a bit more macro what's happening today. But my hope is that in us that we would hear God inviting us into the lolly shop. It's like the Spirit of God saying, the door's open, come in and have a look around. And again, taste and see that I am good. And so I want us to be a little bit like kids in a candy store. Okay, so let's, uh, let's go there. Okay, number one. Number one, first mentioned in the book of Luke. And so Luke 3, 21. And so these aren't going to come up on the screen because we're not going to talk through the exact scripture because sometimes it doesn't make sense here. We're going we're gonna to touch on these moments of prayer and look at what we're, what we're learning um, in that moment. So, so John 3, 21, Jesus and many others are baptized by, by John. And so Jesus is praying during his baptism. The spirit descends like a dove and these words from the father are heard that you are my son, whom I love and in whom I am well 
pleased. And so in this moment of prayer, there was the empowering from the Spirit descended on Jesus. And secondly, there was a stamping of identity, this endorsement that was felt from the Father, this edification from the Father. That's, the, that's number one. Number two, Luke 4, verse 1. And so Jesus, for 40 days, is drawn into a period of prayer and fasting in the desert. And so we see here that in, there's this season of prayer and fasting where, where Jesus learns something of a reliance on the Spirit and on the Word over his feelings and over the things that would tempt him. Thirdly, Luke 5, 16, we see that Jesus often went to lonely places and prayed. And here we see a private devotional habit. And so this is often in the morning. Uh, and so Jesus is, is building this relationship with the Father as Jesus is here as a man on earth. And so I want, I want to encourage us. And, and so there are a few things that I'm doing at the moment just to just to let you know. Uh, and I think that our devotional space or, or our, our time with God, just, just Him and us each day, is something that can be, it's like if you want lollies and you're excited to go into the lolly shop and just imagining that they're not going to put calories on or do things like sugar does, but, it, but it's okay to do so. The excitement of a kid going into a candy store, that we can allow God to do a supernatural work in us. So that becomes a sense for us coming to our time with him each day. And so, my, so I'm, I'm often up on a tradie uh, at heart and so I'm kind of up tradie hours and it is some of the most sacred, precious I'm so excited to get up and spend the first moments of my day just me and the Lord. Yeah. And that looks then like a, I'm a creative by nature. And so it looks like a whole lot of different things. So at the moment, just to, to let you know, and again, I think sometimes hearing different ideas can help spark different things yeah. in us. Because yeah. if we try to do devotion in a certain way and we're locked in, then, then we're, maybe it's like go to a different part of the candy store and try something completely different. And then it's just like, wow, I didn't even know that about you, God, or that it could work like this. And so a few things for me. So, so I'm loving, um, so be thou my vision. And so this is a liturgy for daily worship. This is what 19-year-old Jace would have scoffed at. And God has done a work in my heart. And this has just been beautiful. Beautiful, taking me places where you, I just wouldn't normally go without being guided. Um, so that works. I have prayer lists that I've developed because one of the difficult things in ministry is you hear about so many needs in, for so many people and in so many places of the world. It can be like, for me, it became demotivating to want to pray because I'm like, there's just so much I need to pray. And then it became very transactional. And, and so I've learned to so each day, I have a different focus for my prayer. And so in my Evernote here, I've got a, a, a prayer folder and then I've got different prayer files. So, so Friday, I pray for my family. And so I've got lists for specific things for my wife and for each of our three kids and then parents and, and other things like that. And so then I can really focus in and I might pray for them every other day through the week. But here's a specific set time uh, to, to do that. 
Um, Wednesday is key people. And so I've just got names of people. And if I say, I'm going to pray for you, then your name goes on that list. And, and so then I, I go through and so there are so many names um, praying. Sometimes I may say the names quickly, uh, but th there's, a, there's a hard lean in. And so I've just, I've kind of found how that space works for me in the prayer zone and uh, and something as well. I was talking to Simon uh, as I came in today. The and so I mentioned Pete Gregg earlier. If you haven't seen the Lectio three six five app, so Lectio three six five is a just a, a beautiful daily devotions for morning and evening. And the the great thing is you can play them out loud. Traditionally, a day of rest on which we interrupt our usual daily pattern nice. with a shorter, simpler time of prayer. What a beautiful accent. <laughs> Just beautiful. Okay, now how do I turn There we go. And so often I, uh, I get up earlier than my wife and so sometimes I go to bed earlier than her and so I love to listen to that as I'm drifting off to sleep at night time. There's a morning and an and a evening one. Uh, it's a beautiful way to drift off and need silence when she goes to sleep, so I can't play that. Um, so, so that's just how it's working for me uh, in the mornings. And so what's working for you? What's not working for you? Yeah. Is the morning tricky because of work schedule? And so then there's a, a midday routine that's going to be more effective, or is there a longer chunk at night, or, or how, how is that working? What's this intentional time that Jesus crafted, he wove into his world, let us do the same and it's okay we're not going to go in this detail on all of them because we've only done three so here we go uh, number four Luke 16 12 uh, alone on a mountainside Jesus spends the night the whole night in prayer before choosing the 12 disciples the next day and so here we see Jesus leaning in for guidance from the Holy Spirit for direction wisdom clarity before making the decision that's a rather large one, right? Who is going to choose as his disciples? The fifth, uh, Luke 7 from verse 11. Uh, Jesus enters a, a town called Nain and there is a funeral procession that's coming by. And there is this widow who is in tears as her son, her only son, has died. And Jesus' heart goes out to her. And he speaks to this young man who's dead and, and says, young man, I say to you, get up. Now that's a moment to be walking down the main street of Nain and see this miracle here as, as Jesus brings life from death. There's resurrection in that moment. The sixth, Luke 8, 22. Jesus with his disciples on the boat crossing the Sea of Galilee. It gets a little bit stormy. The boat gets swamped. Everyone's freaking out. And so then Jesus speaks to the wind and to the waves and tells them what to do. And so here we see there's a miracle that a practical reality on earth is changed by God through prayer. Number seven, Luke 8, 26. And onwards, Jesus meets the man called Legion. He's demonically oppressed. And Jesus commands the impure spirits to, to come out of this guy. And then there's this fascinating conversation between Jesus and the demons. It's a, Man, the, the Bible is filled with incredible little moments where you can just stop and, what am I actually reading here? Like, think about that conversation that's, 
that's happening here. And again, here's a miracle where there is supernatural freedom for an oppressed soul. And Jesus is showing what's available as he, again, is it like walks into the candy store and it's like here, like prayer is a gateway to all of these different, the character of God here to be the nature of God, the gifts of God. Uh, number eight, Luke 9 from verse 1, Jesus calls the 12 disciples together and he imparts power for them to proclaim the kingdom of God, to pray for the sick and oppressed, etc. And so here we see prayer, there's a, a place of equipping and empowering and, and a place of sending in the zone of prayer. Number 9, Luke 9, 16, Jesus preaches to thousands. They're just blown away at his teaching. They, it's getting late. They're getting hungry. There's no place for food. And, and so Jesus takes these five loaves and two fish and, he, and he, he looks up to heaven and he gives thanks for what he has. And then he starts distributing and there's a multiplication that's that takes place. And so here we see this. There's thanksgiving tied with miracle provision. Number 10. In Luke 9, 18, uh, once Jesus was praying in private and his disciples were with him. Jesus was praying in private. His disciples were with him. Were they praying? Were they watching? Were they chilling? Uh, we're not sure. And Jesus moves straight from prayer and he asks them a discipleship question. And so here we see there's private devotion and discipleship tied together. And it is so important for us to also tie these things together and for us as parents to tie prayer and discipleship together. For us in our homes, prayer and discipleship go together. For us in our marriages, prayer and discipleship, they come together. For us in church, prayer and discipleship, they're, they're built to go together, that we go from talking to prayer, from prayer to talking. That is just this natural weave in and out where prayer is just such a natural expression of who we are and what we do the 11th moment Luke 9 28 Jesus takes Peter James and John up the mountain to pray and this is the transfiguration moment and Jesus has this tangible encounter with the father the father speaks to the disciples so Jesus is having this moment the father speaks to the disciples and says this is my son whom I love listen to him and so there's this place of encounter and transformation. We see discipleship in this prayer context. And we also then see this unifying alignment that happens in the place of prayer together. 12, Luke 9, 37. There's an impure spirit in a boy and Jesus rebukes the spirit. And here we see again, there's a miracle. There's, there's supernatural freedom that comes. There's healing that comes. The 13th in Luke 10, verse 1. Uh, Jesus, before sending out the, the 72, the disciples appointed again to now carry the gospel. Jesus says, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into the harvest field. Go, I'm sending you. And so here we see, smushed together, there's this intercession for soul winners. And there's also this charge and this commissioning to go and be the answer to the prayer that we've been praying for together in this one thing. And to hear 14th, Luke 10, 21. 
Uh, after the 72, they come back and they've got good news. They're like, man, God did, you did miracles through us. And, and they're all rejoicing. It says Jesus was full of joy through the Holy Spirit. He just bursts into this prayer of praise and teaching those who are listening in his prayer. And so this prayer and teaching happening at the same time, the 15th, Luke 11, one day Jesus was praying. When he had finished, his disciples who were listening said, teach us how to pray. They saw something in his prayer that they knew they didn't have. And so teach us how to pray. And so here again, we see this discipleship framework. And then we see the Lord's prayer given to us as a beautiful framework that we have had now for a few thousand years. And so can we stand together and so if we can please have the Lord's Prayer up and I'll put the words up just so we can, you know, there's slight wording differences. Uh, and so I just want us to say the Lord's Prayer out loud together. And so this is more closely connected with Matthew's. Uh, so together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. given in a slightly condensed version we, we see in the book of Luke. Uh, Jesus gives three pictures to illustrate three different postures we can have in prayer. And the first one is a friend asking for bread at midnight to show that boldness is a, a right place we can adopt at times in prayer. Secondly, there's ask, seek, knock, and, and that demonstrates the place for persistence in, in prayer. And then the third again is fascinating where, where Jesus says, which father, if your son asks for a fish, will give a snake? Uh, the Father in heaven loves to give good gifts. How much more will he give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? And so here there is this lesson that we see in prayer, that there's this understanding that whatever it is we're asking for, actually the greatest gift, the highest prize, is God himself is that the Holy Spirit would indwell us, that God would make his home in us, that we would be a temple of the Holy Spirit, and that there could be no greater gift than that. And for us to remember that when the prayer we've been asking doesn't seem to be answered in a way that we want or that would be in alignment with how we think God should act, that the greatest gift we have is that we could be called his friends, his sons and daughters. The 17th, Luke 11, 14, Jesus drives out an evil spirit that kept a man mute and he began to speak and everyone was amazed. And so again, here's this miracle of healing, of supernatural freedom. And God loves to bring freedom. Freedom, freedom, freedom. The 18th is Luke eleven thirty-two. Jesus describing how Nineveh repented at the preaching of of Jonah and then they prayed they fasted again they <laughs> repented they they turned to the Lord and and Jesus says this would be a good thing for you all to do uh, as well we see the place of repentance in in prayer from Luke 13 verse 10 Jesus heals a crippled woman on the Sabbath Sabbath he places his hands on her and says woman you are set free from your infirmity and she stands healed so again the, 
this miracle of physical healing. The 20th is, is in Luke 17, verse 6. And Jesus calling his followers to be generous with forgiving other people, to be gracious towards others. And, he, and it's in this context, he says, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to the tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea and it will obey you. And so here we can see that that prayer enables us. There's prayer opens a doorway for the power of God to come. And so we can live above and beyond that which we are even capable of in ourselves. We can be more forgiving, more gracious because of his work in us. The 21st. Are you doing okay? We are, we're not going to make it through all of them, but uh, it's all good. We're, we're getting there. So, so Luke 18 verse 1, the parable of the persistent widow. And Jesus Ah, oh, man, he, he says his, his chosen ones will, will cry out day and night. God, would you help us cry out day and night? And he, the, the message here is a demonstration that, that there is a power in persistent prayer. Yeah. And so, God, would you, can we just take a moment? Yeah. Would you mind just opening your hands before the Lord? And so, Father... Would you help us be people persistent in prayer? Yes, Lord. Would you show us again the wonders of who you are yes, and the divine mandate you've given us to represent you here on earth? Yes. Lord, would you help us again step into the, the lolly shop and see the breadth of who you are? And again, Lord, that we would taste and see that you are good. Yes, we would help others do the same thing. Yes, and so, Lord, this persistence in prayer that is, is modelled and demonstrated in multiple ways in the book of Luke. Lord, would you do something in us, even right here and now, as you're doing a work across the church in Perth when it comes to prayer. Lord, we humble ourselves and open ourselves up. Lord, that you would do that in us, that we would be a part as you're breathing afresh upon your church. Lord, breathe afresh upon us. Spirit of God, breathe afresh upon us. Lord, cause us to have a strength that is not of our own. Lord, cause us to have a persistence. That's your deep work in us. That's calling us. And so help us to simply respond to your beautiful beckoning. So God, have your way. Let us hear just like that alarm is going off. Let there be alarms in the spirit that. It's good just hear that. It's calling. It's calling. Amen. Amen. Okay, I'm going to do a couple more. And how, how long have we got? A couple minutes? Okay, we'll do a couple. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do all of them, so uh, don't stress. Just give me a number. that you, So we're, we're, up to, we're up to 21, and we've got to go to 33. So pick a number between 21 and 33. Was it 28? Thank you, Rex. Okay, you've, you've picked a good one. Well done. Well done, Rex. And so here, here we see the Last Supper. And as Laura beautifully led us in communion this afternoon, um, so here we see this sacred prayer moment in this Last Supper moment with Jesus and his disciples as he's in his last moments before he heads to the cross for all of us. And when the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table. And he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. 
and he took bread, he gave thanks and broke it and gave it to them saying, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Then in the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. And here we see, obviously, so many things, but we see the beauty of prayer in this glorious thanksgiving for who God is, for what Christ has done, this place of remembrance. And I'll flick down to the final, the 33rd, in Luke 24, 30. And this is, again, a fascinating story of after Jesus Resurrection just before his ascension, he he walks the seven seven mile journey to Emmaus, and he's walking with these two believers who don't recognize him at first, and they have this it's incredible conversation. Uh, and as Jesus is describing the scriptures to them, it says their hearts burned within them. Yeah. And so, I mean, they're walking with the Word made flesh, yeah. and and then they go back to the back to the place, and the, these two disciples are like, "Please stay with us. Please yeah. eat with us, hang with us, stay with us longer." And and they invite Jesus in for a meal. He he prays to give thanks for the meal, and their eyes were opened in that moment again through this thankfulness, this prayer of thankfulness, and their eyes are open. They see Jesus for yeah. for who He is, and and we see here that. There's this really interesting connection between a, a prayer of thankfulness and a revelation received by others. Yeah. And so in what we've talked about here this afternoon, I, I want us to see something of the invitation. Everything that Jesus has experienced and taught and modeled for us as he lived here on planet Earth, that it now becomes an invitation for us today to step into what he opened up, to, to explore the lolly shop, as it were. And so, so if our Christianity is a bit bland, then walk around the lolly shop and, and there is something to taste of who he is that can awaken because, man, God is good and his heart for you is extraordinary and his heart for our world. And God is so desperate to bless the world through us. And so can we just, can we stand to our feet together tonight? And, and again, if you're, if you're comfortable, would you just stand in a position that just represents an openness to him? Mighty God. Glorious God. Glorious God. Glorious God. Just go ahead and just say, God, I want more. I want more of you. I want to know you more. However far I've come, I thank you for how you've led me to this point. But God, I want more. God comes where he's wanted, where he's desired. And we, we ask, Lord, that you would continue to do a work in our hearts, that there would be a hunger for you, for the things of you. Lord, we ask that you would. Help us to love you with all of our heart, our soul, our mind, our strength. Lord, and you do that supernatural work in us so that then we can love our neighbor as ourselves. 
God, things that we are so not capable of, we thank you that we're in this beautiful miracle unfolding. Lord, and so we ask you to continue that work in us for your glory. Lord, and so as we step into this week, would there be an excitement like kids in a candy store for us to engage with you in prayer? Lord, to see prayer as this opportunity to know you more. Lord, would there, would there be the, the still small voice of your spirit calling us to, to a different part of the candy store, as it were? Maybe to a more Pentecostal experience. And, and we're going to speak in tongues in the morning and, and, and then believe there's going to be a, a prophetic interpretation on that which we're uttering. Maybe it's to a more liturgical space. And, and we're going to read through the, the, the book of common prayer or something liturgical like what I described here, Be Thou My Vision. Maybe it's some, somewhere in between. Maybe it's reaching out to pray for someone who's struggling and just going, God, I can't make this miracle happen, but I'm just reaching out, trusting in you. Lord, it's in your hands. Maybe it's praying for the people that, that just come up in your mind and and maybe it's there, I can see it's like worries like on a list that popping up in a mind. And, and it's just now building another framework to go, God, I'm building a whole new way of being. And instead of just thinking about them, I'm training myself to instantly offer them to you in prayer. Even as one of the examples we didn't see is Jesus in Gethsemane, wrapped with emotion before going to the cross, saying, Father, take this cup from me. Jesus bought his rawest, Emotion to the Father in prayer. The place for your emotions, the place for your fears is before the Father in prayer. And that can be a moment or that can be an extended period of time. That can be alone and that can be with a friend. And so Lord, in all the ways, we thank you that you're calling us and so help us to Respond this week. Be glorified in and through each and every life here today. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us today on this podcast. We encourage you to let this word further help you live and share the life to the full that Jesus gives. If you want to check out more of our upcoming events, service times, locations, or to give online, head to c3hh.com.au forward slash give.